Let's podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias inside the Euford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and all of their wonderful places in downtown Raleigh. It's the holidays. And you want to get out. You don't feel like cooking. You know what you should do, Joe? Go to Raleigh Times. Go to Gravy. Go to City. All sorts of joints. Mecca. I mean, how many, lunch, how many times? How many times have we had morning times coffee? A lot. We've been having a lot of morning a times lot. coffee. So big thanks to Empire Properties and Eford Studios. And of course, thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com as you have OG media checks piled all over your side of the table because you are the CFO of this LLC. Have we thought about Copiers Plus and using all the documents in the cloud, Joe? I need to check in with Drew, see if there's a way to to help us. Because you know you don't know what you don't know. There's got to be an easier way, man. You're like drowning in OG media checks. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was. No, but all jokes aside, you're coming to the end of the year. You're looking at your budgets. I know next year's budgets at a lot of small businesses, medium-sized businesses are already set, but there's an easy way to save, and that is on print and document management costs. It's a sneaky, sneaky killer for your budget. So contact Copiers Plus at copiers-plus.com. So I I made a joke yesterday on social media related to the MJ Morris interview that he did with 24-7 on their Transfer Palooza show. We, we knew this was coming because MJ Morris had retweeted the tease from 24-7 that he would be joining their Monday transfer show. And the, and the joke simply was, man, this Tom O'Brien, Russell Wilson reboot looks terrible. Once again, proving Hollywood has run out of ideas. Shout out to the people who got the joke. And more of a eyebrow raise to the people who took me seriously as though I truly was equating the situations. I wasn't. That's why I said it looked terrible. It was a bad reboot because these situations couldn't be more different. Um, So MJ Morris did this show and here is the relevant clip from the show that you can watch on YouTube or obviously here on the podcast. After the UNC game, of course, we had a talk. They asked me, they didn't know if I was going to leave or not. I told them, like I said, I still want to be here. This is the place I want to be, this place I committed to and said I want to be here for the next four or five years of my life. So your intention at that time, after you asked for the red shirt, was not for you to go in the portal. You you were going with the intention of coming back. You just wanted the extra year. Yes, sir. And then you were going to go back to NC State. Yes, so sir. what went into you ultimately deciding that you needed to go in the transfer portal? Oh uh, yeah, like I was just saying, we had a talk. They didn't know if I was going to transfer or not. Like I said, I still don't want to leave. I want to be here. And then a week later, we had uh, another talk. They called me to the office, and it was mutual. We didn't leave on any bad blood. We I still have good relationships with all of them. We left on good terms. They just told me that they wanted to, you know, take different ways, go get a different quarterback, go get a starting quarterback. Um, and I was like, all right, I, w- I wish I really do wish y'all the best. Whoever comes in here, I will hope he succeeds here. And he's going to love this place just as much as I loved it. But I knew right there after that conversation, it was just time to explore my options, take my talents elsewhere, and um, just follow wherever God takes me next. 
So there you go. That's MJ Morris on 24-7 on Monday's Transfer Palooza show. Joe, thoughts on what MJ Morris had to say? Uh, Trying not to relate everything to our situation, but in life, everybody makes choices. Mm -hmm. And when you make a choice or a business makes a choice, there are consequences. Mm -hmm. When a person as an employee, if you're the if you're the employee and you make a choice, there are consequences to those choices. Mm -hmm. When MJ Morris and his family decided with four games left in the year and with North Carolina and Wake Forest still on the board, Mm -hmm. when he made the choice, Hey, I'm not going to play the rest of this way. You're making a choice that you're no longer interested in playing in NC state. That's the choice you made, whether you consciously made it or not, whether you thought that's what you were making or not, Mm -hmm. which I would question your naivety if you thought you could sit out those games and think that the collective is going to reward you because the move was made to keep the year of eligibility. The move was made to keep an extra year of earning. Again, I have no problem with any player, even in the, uh, even in MJ Morris's situation with the games that are left saying it is best for me mm-hmm. and my financial well-being over the next three years to not play and preserve this year of eligibility. Totally understand that. But you're making a selfish choice that people in not only in that locker room are going to view as selfish, but you are at what you're saying to NC State at that point is I want to stay and I want you to pay me. Mm -hmm. Well, the school doesn't pay you. The coach doesn't pay you. Adidas doesn't pay you. Uh, Learfield doesn't pay you. Now, they all should, Mm -hmm. but they don't. Mm -hmm. The fans are the ones who pay you. And when you decide publicly that you're not going to play against Wake Forest, who NC State never beats there, you're not going to play against Carolina, the one game that that 99% of NC State fans care about, Mm -hmm. you are putting yourself in an impossible position for the collective to go to fans and say, hey, we need to raise money because we got to get it for this, for MJ Morris, because he's our quarterback not only of the future, but of the present. So yeah. he made a choice. I, I'm trying not to bootstrap energy. I'm not, I'm trying not to go big boy pants here. Oh, that's my role, Joe. But what are you doing? When you make a choice, there are consequences to the choices. Yeah. That That's what happened here. I thought, I thought NC state handled this correctly in their minimal messaging. Yes. And quite frankly, when Dave was like, Hey, I was surprised, but you know, he said, I respect, he basically said, respect his decision, understand what he's trying to do. And we'll move it along. We got Brandon Armstrong. You know, obviously it's made more complicated that where I will be critical of NC State. It becomes more complicated when you go back to the spring when the decision to bring Brandon Armstrong in mm-hmm. was made, mm-hmm. right? When you look at what NC State was in the four games that MJ Morris played, was MJ Morris was not the primary reason that they won the football games, but you have to give him credit for sure. sparking the team out of the doldrums that they were in Mm -hmm. after the Louisville loss, which by the way, the Louisville loss turned out to be fairly important. You can go back to the original decision and say, now why wasn't MJ good enough? What did you see in spring that NC state is saying, Hey, we're bringing in a 60 year guy and we're going to do it this way instead of Mm -hmm. going into the portal and getting receivers or a running back Mm -hmm. that could go with MJ Morris. So I think there's a lot of different steps along the way here, not to absolve NC state. I I do think once MJ made the decision that Dave and NC state handled the decision properly, 
But yeah, this is this is a choice that you made. This is a consequence to that choice. There are layers of choices. And I feel like if you're watching on YouTube, I was about to do the Jack Nicholson, like I'm nodding my head as you were getting to the real part of the story. MJ Morris at no point has given the coaching staff a reason to believe that everything should be handed over to him. Or, or the weight game last year it's was, a was game. his but best this is, performance. This is what NC State people do. This is but, what this is what ticks me off I'm just about saying NC- you can't you can't say they never gave him no, any no, reason. No, no, stop it, stop it. Because you fall victim to the exact thing that other NC State fans do. It's like the pretty person pays attention to you that one time, and suddenly you're like, oh my goodness, they looked at me. Are they into me? Wait, oh I, my goodness, I I'm watch, like totally obsessed over this. I watched have, the game, Joe. Oh, I did too. I did too. <laughs> he was that's, really good in that game. That's the other thing that pisses me off. Y'all act like I don't watch the games either. Come on now. We did this. We did this with Devin Leary and we did it with MJ Morris. People project onto the NC State quarterback. He's the next one. Yeah, but you said you he were never... supposed to be the chosen one. Okay. He and this was came to fruition in the four games that he played this year. You're right. To be fair to the situation, they had to go to MJ Morris because Brennan Armstrong was not giving them what they needed. MJ comes in and understands the assignment, but there was nothing that I saw in those four games that made me go, damn, here is the future. Now, we're not privy to a lot of those conversations. And I do think that ultimately, ultimately, the parents gave MJ Morris bad advice on how to handle this going forward. And you see this through how the whole family goes through social media. And I will well, give it's not bad advice as long as you didn't think you were going back to NC State. And what he's saying publicly might not be what he actually thinks. Now, like we're 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 being we're we're being intellectually dishonest if we think grown adults thought that they could make this decision and stay in NC State. They knew what they were doing. They were trying to right. make NC State look like the bad people. Right. And they failed in that regard. They did. They failed. In they that failed regard. in their messaging. Because yes. this is not again, this but again, is not they're a, trying to make the best the best decision for their kid and their financial well-being. That's fine. That's fine. But in the messaging, they've made the mistake. In the messaging, that's where the bad advice comes in. And I will say this about, you know, MJ Morris and things going forward. The part that I'm I'm having a hard time grasping is, and we'll never get to the answer to this. Why is there this attitude that you're guaranteed a spot in football? You're only as good as whatever you're producing right now. Again, this gets back to a point that I was making yesterday about the myth of sports. You know, this idea it's a meritocracy and you earn it on the field and that's where it gets done. There's no hiding. There's no BS. Actually, there's plenty of BS. So I find it strange that given the opportunity, essentially you're auditioning for the job and you haven't necessarily given the coaching staff a reason to believe, yes, you are the answer for what we need at this position. And you made the job easier for them by opting out the way that you did. And ultimately, where you and I do agree is that this was a decision that was made by MJ Morris and the family. There are consequences for those actions when you indicate to the coaching staff that I don't want to audition for the job anymore or I have this general attitude that this starting role is owed to me. Where have we heard this before, by the way? This is where there are similarities between MJ Morris and Russell Wilson. There's this idea that you are guaranteed this spot forever in college football. You are not for a variety of reasons, not to relitigate the Russell Wilson, Tom O'Brien thing, but there were decisions made behind the scenes of you have to pick, you have to decide 
I got another quarterback that I can have for more years than you that is here and doing the thing, and you are off playing baseball. I have to make decisions that are best for the team. And that's what NC State is ultimately doing in what's going on with MJ Morris. And I hope ultimately, ultimately, I do hope that everything works out for MJ Morris. He lands at a spot where he can be showcased and he gets what he needs and bygones be bygones, which of course gets to NC State and a quarterback. Now this is to spin this forward. What is the answer for NC State at quarterback right now? I'll be honest with you. I don't know who the next recruit coming up is for the Wolfpack, but we do know with the transfer portal, uh, guys like Grayson McCall at Coastal Carolina, who's going to be playing for his 10th or 12th year, I think, in college football. Um, is Chase Daniel still available? <laughs> I I would prefer now. That, to like your what, point, does that, what does NC State do? To your point about what's guaranteed and what's not guaranteed in life. Mm-hmm. I, I think we've seen this in college, but we've seen the change in college basketball. And I talked about this with the transfer portal mm-hmm. in NIL college basketball, that every year is going to be a year Two year proposition. Yes. I football is in a is in a precarious position because I don't think you can just wholesale this thing year by year. I we'll see what NC State tries to do. A lot of their money, NIL money for this for 2024, mm-hmm. has been earmarked for their freshmen, which I think Dave, after kind of striking out in the portal, made the adjustment. Hey, maybe we can get some guys out of high school. Maybe they're a little bit cheaper than, than say a Keon Coleman from Michigan state, right? Like, sure. I don't think NC state's ever going to be in the business of getting the top player out of the portal on a yearly basis. Like, I think you have to square that. Mm-hmm. But when you get a guy like Kevin Concepcion, as they've proven who they can recruit and go get, maybe there's a way to get players like that out of high school, pay them a smaller amount out of high school and have develop a relationship with them, which, which Dave has proven he has a culture that has proven that he is has the ability, even with 18 players in the portal this year, mm-hmm. he has shown that he can not only find guys and develop them and put them in the pros, but also retain them. So that's the positive for Dave. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't like the McCall play because it, it's a year-by-year thing. I would prefer that they went out and got someone who was a freshman. Mm-hmm. That's a double whammy. When you get a freshman, that means they can't recruit, they can't transfer again until they graduate. Sure. So you're giving yourself at minimum two years with that player and more likely three years with that player. So I would prefer that they did something like that. But you look at NC State's schedule next year, and we've talked about 100-year storms for NC State. Yeah. They got another one coming up next year. Yeah. Because their schedule next year is awful. <laughs> it is. It, it's um <laughs> like the, the schedule that people thought this year was. Yeah. Like, I, I always said this year's schedule was a lot trickier than people gave it credit for. Next year's schedule is an absolute cakewalk mm-hmm. into whatever the ACC championship game looks like next year without yeah. Florida State. Yeah, and I guess it'll keep NC State out of the college football playoff because their schedule will be bad, as yeah. we've established with the ACC. Yes. All right, so we know Caleb Williams is going to opt out of the Southern Cal Bowl game. They're in the Holiday Bowl, if the Holiday Bowl actually gets played. If it gets played. hey so Caleb Williams opts out. That, of course, will create the easy talking point, the first take, the sports talk radio opinion. Is this good? Is this bad? We're used to this by now. It's not going to affect Caleb Williams at all when it comes to his draft Surely status. no one is still having that conversation. Oh, buddy. You, are, you underestimate the evergreen topics of sports talk radio, my dude. <laughs> but here's it's what I actually it, no, I agree. It's completely embarrassing, and I don't miss it. Now, I will say that what's more intriguing and a little trickier is Drake May. 
Now, if Drake May did not want to play in the Mayo Bowl for North Carolina, totally understandable. Uh, it's the same energy as Caleb Williams. You, you, you're focused on the draft. That's your next thing. Totally get it. However, this bowl game's a little different for UNC because the Mayo Bowl is in Charlotte. The May family is royalty in Charlotte. And I am curious, given the way that Drake May's season went, he was not a Heisman finalist after a lot of preseason Heisman hype, if this bowl game doesn't become a showcase game for Drake May. Again, if he opts out, totally understandable. But I can't envision a scenario where he does play because it is Charlotte. And I feel like Drake and the May family, again, I'm just projecting here, might want to leave UNC on a positive note rather than what happened at NC State. Yeah, this is his call. Now, if it was my son Mm -hmm. and there was a $44 million payday coming in five months, I I, I tell them, hey, man, appreciate you. Love you. Mean it. (laughs) And I get what you want to do, what you just said about going out with a win. Mm -hmm. And if that's what you want to do, it's like my dad told me. If there's a fight, you either get in the fight all the way or you get the hell away from it as far as you can. Yeah. There's don't stand on the outside and wait to get caught. Don't stand around and wait to get caught. So if he wants to play, you go whole ass in. You don't want to play. You tell him, you tell him, Hey man, I got a $44 million. And by the way, yeah. and by the way, for Drake may, I t- and he got paid this year by Carolina. Yeah. All NIL stuff, all good things, mm-hmm. but it's not the 5 million that Pat Narduzzi and everyone else said he could No, but legit. I know. Matt Rule is right, by the way. Legitimately. To be fair to Matt Rule, he says, if you want to go and get a game-changing quarterback in the transfer portal, it's going to cost you $1 to $2 million. Legitimately, Drake May is a one-of-one. Sure. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Because he absolutely could have played football at Alabama, Mm -hmm. LSU, wherever this year, Georgia. You're telling me Georgia is not in a situation right now with that quarterback? Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. So he's a one-of-one. He's already turned down a, a bunch of money for Carolina. Mm-hmm. So if he said in this game, I don't want to play. No one should be critical of that. I don't think if, anybody, but, will. and if he wants to play, guess what? He's been playing football his whole life. He wants to play one more game. As we saw with Sam Howell, which he did very similar reason played in the last game in Charlotte. Now did not go out with a win, but I'm not going to blame him. It's his, how about this? It's his choice. It is he's his a, choice. He's, a, he's an adult. I agree. Totally agree with you on that. You have choices at wings over. Every time we talk about college football, Brought to you by Wings Over Raleigh, Wings Over Chapel Hill, Wings Over Greenville. You got a bowl party? Wings Over, baby. Let's go. Get that lemon pepper wet, the hot lemon pepper. Get the tots. Get the waffle fries if you want to go that direction, too. There's really no gimmicks or games at Wings Over. They do wings, okay? And they do them really, really well. do them really, really well. And everybody who has taken that Wings Over challenge that we've given them, like, just go try them. Every single one of them has been, hey, man, you guys weren't kidding. Wings over. Like you like to say, look at us. <laughs> look at us. Do we not look like people who enjoy food? Yes. Yes, we do. And we enjoy Wings Over. So go check them out. So we put out the call for survey participation. Thanks to everybody who has participated already. If you have not, head on over to OGTriangleMedia.com. Again, that's OGTriangleMedia.com. And essentially, help us help you go full Jerry Maguire. Hopefully when we run out of the building, you actually come with us as opposed to what happened in the movie. Anyway, go to OG triangle media, a bunch of different questions. Cause we're trying to figure out how we want to approach 2024. 
We've had success with the podcast, but we'd like to grow. So there are things like newsletter questions, events, merchandise, that kind of stuff. And we want you to be honest. Don't just blow sunshine up our ass. We want actual honest answers. So please head on over to OG Triangle Media and OGTriangleMedia.com and fill out that survey. And speaking of blowing sunshine up your rear end, we need you to buy t-shirts. I really don't know how else to put it. Like nothing clever, nothing pithy. Just go to BreakingT.com slash OG and buy some OG shirts. We've got some really cool designs that I'm really, really proud of. And when people see the shirts from Breaking Tea, they always have the same response. Oh, damn, that looks good. Yeah, man, Breaking Tea doesn't mess around. They got a lot of great stuff over at Breaking Tea. But go to BreakingTea.com slash OG and please be a walking billboard for us. Speaking of billboards, let's actually pay some bills. Big thanks to Breeze Through for sponsoring Ovias and Julio. Um, it's funny. As people have been reacting to some of the stuff that we've been doing, they've really enjoyed the things that we've done at Breeze Through. The beer cave, the after dark from the parking lot, which is always awesome. And I think one of our listeners said, man, y'all thought you guys had something interesting to talk about last week. This week has been even more interesting with the CFP stuff and obviously MJ Morris and, and basketball and everything else. And uh, our listener said, hold our Breeze Through beer. Yes, yes, <laughs> indeed. Hold the Breeze Through beer. You can get more than beer at Breeze Through. Locations across the Triangle, locations across North Carolina. And big thanks to Whitaker and Hamer. Been bringing, no, not Whitaker and Hamer, Hometown Realty. We'll do either one. Either one. We'll, do, we'll do actually, them both. we'll combo. do them both. We'll combo these bad boys. My bad. We'll do, let's do Hometown Realty first because okay. it is important to note that with the holidays, you might be entertaining. You might realize, man, this kitchen ain't getting it done. I would like a new house. New construction is big. Yes. And that's what Hometown Realty does a really, really great job of. Like, what, 60% new More construction? More than 60% of their business is in new construction. Uh, obviously, Clayton, Garner, Fuquay got all that covered. But they got six locations from here to the coast. More than 250 agents. They also have an amazing website. Check it out for yourself. MyHTR.com. Couldn't be easier to use. They've also got the mortgage calculator there. Send you on your way to a new home. So, MyHTR.com. Also. Thanks to Whitaker and Hamer. You buy that house. You need to go to closing. Yes. Whitaker and Hamer are neighbors there in Garner. And when you're driving down uh, uh, the, the main drag there, you see them both on the left. We've got Whitaker and Hamer. So buy that house. You got to go close. Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer. They have the world's greatest URL, wh.lawyer. They have all your law needs covered. yesterday when we talked about how the NFL is having just a eh kind of season. I, I think you're being generous with eh. It continued last night. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence got hurt uh, for the Jaguars. And th this, this matters for the NFL. The more and more stars that are off the table and you're now left with trying to advertise Joe Flacco who went back to the Tim practice Boyle. Boyle. Tim Boyle. <laughs> That's what was the Leonardo DiCaprio movie with Tom Hanks where the guy was a fake? Oh, Catch Me If You Can? Yeah. That was a great movie. That's he was Tim doing... Boyle. What do you mean? That's Tim Boyle. Have you ever looked at Tim Boyle's college numbers at, Con at Connecticut no, and Eastern Kentucky? Come on. No, man. I'm not looking at his numbers. No. Like, there's a genuine question of how he ever got to the NFL. And I'm watching him against the Falcons this week miss just five-yard outs. And I'm going, 
how did this guy ever get to the NFL? He's he's awful. Like he's a fake. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm telling you, go look up his numbers. They're awful. Yeah. There was nothing that he was at UConn when UConn was losing in a bazillion games, and Randy Edsel was getting bonuses for hundred yard offensive performances. <laughs> like um, it's a complete and total catch me at Gat, Frank, whatever the guy's name was. Yeah, and, it was Frank something, right? Yeah, I remember right? seeing the theater. Was, I keep just... seeing those in my Instas and my other things. Tom Hanks had a terrible accent in that movie. Oh, yeah, he did. He and I'm did. just like, what is this movie? <laughs> but Leonardo is handsome. <laughs> Always has been handsome. And even when they try to make him old, like uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, which just came out, he's supposed to look old and weathered. No, he's Leonardo DiCaprio. He's got his boyish looks. He's our age, if not a little bit older. And he still looks... Like he's got those uh, those college boyish looks. But yeah, it, look, as of this recording, I don't know what the prognosis is on Trevor Lawrence. But it, again, it's just a highlight of the young stars that are supposed to be taking over the next go round. Either have been hurt or that draft class hasn't necessarily panned out. Reference it yesterday with that draft class that of, of the group, you're usually lucky to just get one of those guys to come out and be good. But that's not how it was positioned because the NFL and the media understand that they got to this point by elevating QBs to be the stars. It actually kind of ties in to you and I talking about college and MJ Morris and the transfer portal and just how valuable this position is, which is why the MVP conversation is maddening because we're seeing a year with these injury Q, these injuries to the QBs and the teams that are good. Well, why are they good? All right. It's not because Brock Purdy is somehow the second coming of Tom Brady. No. It's because Christian freaking McCaffrey, I think he's got what, 17 touchdowns in 12 games? Like, come on, man. It's because he's not Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle at UConn. <laughs> 25 games, one touchdown, 13 interceptions. Oh, wow. Like, okay. You are not a real person. Marcus Stone is like Philip Rivers compared to this. Yikes. Okay. How is he in the NFL? That's a great question, man. Is he like David Tepper's illegitimate son? That's a great question. That that is a great question. But the Jets are he's gotta be what he's gotta be related to Woody Johnson. And maybe, maybe that well, okay, about the Jets. <laughs> about the Joe, team. I'm not making it up. One touchdown, 13 interceptions in 25 games. Yeah. For yeah. A, for the for the it's worst we, team we live, in college football. We live in the same world where the Peter man kept getting started. He jobs. makes the Peterman look like Joe Montana. <laughs> At least Peterman was good in college. This guy was lousy in college and now can't hit a five yard out in the pros. Yikes. Yikes. Speaking of the Jets, speaking of the Jets, uh, Robert Sala had to push back. The head coach of the Jets had to push back on a report that Zach Wilson was reluctant to play. Remember, he'd been benched. He was relegated to the third string. And then the Jets, because the Jets are terrible, with Tim Boyle, for heaven's sake, found themselves Um, having to go back to Zach Wilson. According to The Athletic, Wilson's thinking was that he would agree to start if he was asked. However, he was apprehensive due to a perceived injury risk. It's essentially, hey, man, I know my time here in New York is coming to a close. Y'all clearly do not want me here. And that's fine. I'm not trying to sit here and defend Zach Wilson. I think I've been pretty consistent with, y'all, the Jets don't have a quarterback problem. They just have a Jets problem. The Jets are the Jets. And Zach Wilson's only going to do so much when your defense, your calling card, has also found themselves not being as good as advertised. But I don't blame Zach Wilson. You basically MF'd me all season. You ripped me in the media every single day. 
And now you want me to go back out there for what? For who? You didn't believe in me and you've not believed in me and I've tried to be a good soldier. And now you want me to go back out there? Now, Robert Sala apparently did his, uh, his radio hit. And you want to talk about bootstraps energy. Here is the Robert Sala quote on his new ESPN New York show. He said that he was aware that players in the current era could be more mindful of maintaining their health and future opportunities at the possible expense of team goals. Robert Sala is positioning Zach Wilson as though he is Caleb Williams and the Holiday Bowl rather than in the NFL. Quote, these team, team goals, these new age kids coming out. Kids these days, these new age kids coming out, they're used to sitting out bowl games because they've got to take care of their draft status. These are all things that happen now. It almost seems like it's common. That's where I think the modern day athlete is missing the boat in regards to a team. Y'all, again, I don't want to be in a position where I'm trying to defend Zach Wilson. But he went out there and tried to do his job, and all you did was dunk on him. That's all you did. At some point, a man's going to go, man, what am I doing here? You don't want me anyway. So knowing what we know about that turf, too. So what you're saying is you want me to continue to risk my health on that crap turf. For what? For who? You don't want me. But there's a deeper issue, Joe. You ready? Yes. The calls are coming from inside the house. What's the name of the facility in New York? And what is it? Chat Life? Met Life. No, 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 no. Where is there? Is it in like Florham, whatever? Where, what's the New Jersey? Where are they? Uh, well, Florham East Park Rutherford, or whatever? But I don't even know. I don't even know where they're at. Yeah, the Jets headquarters are actually in New York, I think. They're actually in New York? Okay. Florsheim okay. Park or something. Right. It's Florsheim Park. Isn't that what it is? Right. I don't know. I'm not from New York. I have no idea. I'm not from New Jersey. So... The calls are coming from within the house. They're coming from within the facility. And I don't think the Jets understand that Aaron Rodgers is a mole that's actually <laughs> causing these media firestorms. Because also in this report, I'm getting from the I'm getting this from the Washington Post. Whereas Zach Wilson was hesitant to return to the starting job, Aaron Rodgers reportedly has been behind the scenes coaching him up. Telling them, no, man, you need to go back out there. That's what you need to do because that's what the team's supposed to do. Expected to stay on this from the Washington Post. Expected to stay on the sidelines this season while serving an, an apprenticeship under the newly acquired Rodgers. Wilson was thrust back onto the field when the four-time MVP suffered a severe leg injury just four plays into the Jets' tenure. And it goes on to talk about how, if I can go out and find, uh, if I can find this quote. Um, ah, here it is. Aaron Rodgers, the injured Jet starter who has taken on a mentorship role with Wilson, was said to have advised him to get back under center. You go back out there and you do it, man. I believe in you. Again, the calls are coming from within the house. Everything is in position to make Aaron Rodgers look like the savior, the shining beacon of football who has been brought to New York to save a franchise. And while he can't do it on the field because he's hurt, He's going to do it behind the scenes. And, you know, he'd still come back out there, Joe. He'd still be out there if he could. But, you know, if the Jets aren't really in playoff contention, well, you know, I got to make sure that I'm, I'm ready to go next year to really give it a go. He never was going to play anyway. He's actually been rooting for the Jets to lose. Let's be real about this. So, once again, Aaron Rodgers, ladies and gentlemen, 
the real reason why the Jets continue to be drama queens in this NFL season. What do they know about the NFL? Roger Goodell, according to Diana Rossini over at The Athletic, wants to get rid of the tush push, Please brotherly do. shove. Please do. This is a quote from Rossini in The Athletic. It's apparent this is going to be a heavily debated topic with the competition committee made up of owners, general managers, and coaches. It's important to note that there isn't a single person from the Eagles organization on the competition committee. However, three of their divisional opponents are represented. The Giants in John Mara, the owner, COO of the Cowboys, Stephen Jones, and Washington head coach, Ron Rivera. Quote, though we'll all come down to the voting, the most important opinion about that play may come from NFL commissioner Roger Goodell. I was told by a league source that Goodell wants to see the play removed from the game permanently. Why are we taking the fun out of the game, Joe? Uh, it's not fun. It's not even really football. Like, I, I don't like it. I don't get it. Not here for it. What's the reason why? How is it not football? It's very much football. <sighs> no, it's not. I mean, yeah, it's uh, 1904 football before they invented the forward pass. And it was more like a rugby scrum. Mm-hmm. Sure. But that's getting up into a, a scrum like that and just pushing people around. That's not football. It's not a football play, in my opinion. So I don't like it. Uh, to me, if, if it was that easy, if it was cheating. More people would no, do I, it. I don't think it's cheating. I just, I just don't think creating this block, like we won't, you don't let up, you don't let on kickoffs, you don't let people have a wedge. The wedge right? anymore, right. Right. So, I mean, there's, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a football play to me. I, I'm not saying like, oh, if, if it worked every time, why don't they do it every time? Well, they only do it in situations that are necessary for it. Oh, okay. It's well, not like they're doing it. Just the, do it the whole game. Then. <laughs> I'm just saying, if, it, if it's like this great of a play, do it the whole game. Like, <laughs> You want to play stupid games? Find out. Watch. <laughs> You've already, you're going to, I mean, J- Jalen Hurts' career isn't going to last that long no, anyway. No, it's not. It's not. It's but not. you're going to throw all that humanity on him. It's probably not going to be great for him. Right. It's definitely not great for Kelsey because he's at the bottom of all that. Yeah. So, you know, if we're, you don't want me to go full player safety here, I will. No, no. I, if you want to, if you want to position it as a player safety issue, I don't like that they let, even on like a 10 yard catch mm-hmm. and a guy's held up, I don't like that they let linemen come down and, and blast. The pile. That's not football. You know, I, to me, it's not football. And it wasn't for a long time. Well, it was only the last three or four years that they've allowed people to come, linemen to come down and, and push the pile and do all that other stuff. It used to be, if you were engaged, you were engaged. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. I am rocking the home field hoodie today. Just a straight up home field hoodie. It doesn't matter the logos they put on it, the vintage inspired stuff. You can just have the straight up home field logo on it. It's a comfortable hoodie. So head on over to homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code OG23. Again, that's OG23 to save 15% off your order. I know a lot of our listeners have been getting in the holiday spirit, buying gifts for themselves, gifts for their favorite sports fans in their life, getting that vintage stuff. Cannot recommend the hoodies enough. The sweaters are comfortable. I'm sorry. Did I, did I say it right? No. The sweatshirts? They don't sell sweaters. The sweatshirts. There you go. Okay, the sweatshirts, and of course, really comfortable t-shirts, like that Big Four Tournament Champion t-shirt that I have from Wake Forest. That was your Christmas gift to me. I don't even know how they came up with that. It was amazing, though. Are you ready for the Christmas gift for you, Joe? I am. It's not from Homefield. Okay. You can't get this at Homefield. I don't think you can get it anywhere. You have to call in favors, Joe. Okay. Now, I didn't put it in gift wrap because I'm not that fancy. It's in my bag. All right. I'm ready. I had to have this special ordered. Okay, watching on YouTube, I got this black crumpled up thing. Tell me there's a oh, 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 oh. <laughs> from our guys. Oh. 
It is a CW Sports polo. Now you can be on F Boy Island, Joe. Oh my guys, the worm. <laughs> Batesy. Big Love thanks. Uh, big thanks to Adam uh, who uh, who came through with the CW Sports polo. Wear that on my other podcast. Now that's today. the one thing. That's the one thing that the home field doesn't sell. CW. They don't sell CW stuff, but they sell a bunch of other great stuff. Speaking of great stuff, Butcher's Market has nothing but great stuff. Uh, you want the meats? They got the meats, but they have prepared meals as well. I keep stressing this throughout this time of the year. You're busy, man. You're running all over the place. You got youth sports. You got the other sports. You actually want pro sports. You want to attend. You got Christmas parties. You've got family gatherings. You might not feel like cooking. Totally understandable. Butcher's Market has you because they've got prepared meals. They're fantastic over at Butcher's Market. And what happens Friday, Joe? Lake Boone Trail. Let's go. Lake Boone Shopping Center. Opened up. Go over there. Get that pre-order going, too, for Christmas. Start planning now. You know me. I'm not a planner. Mm-hmm. So make sure you get your Christmas uh, prime rib or standing rib roast ready. So you'll be the hit of your holiday. So I'm guilty of engaging in dumb takes sometimes. Okay. And I feel like Florida state being snubbed, being screwed out of the college football playoff has led to some of the worst takes I've ever seen. And one of it's, you know, the conspiracy theories and everything else. One of them actually came from Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. This came via Bears sports media. This is from 92.3. The fan host Ken Carmen theorized that no matter what the Seminoles did against Louisville in the ACC title game, the playoff committee was always going to keep FSU out of the semifinals. And for a good reason, ESPN, which runs the ACC and the SEC network, owns the vast majority of college football games and is in cahoots with the college football playoff and the SEC to lure Florida State into the same conference as their in-state rivals, Florida. See, ESPN wants Florida State in the SEC, so they screwed him out of the spot to basically say, hey, man, you don't get anything out of the ACC, so come to death row. I, Yeah, my galaxy brain can't <laughs> handle whatever that was. It's actually not the worst take that I've seen. Okay. The worst take that I saw actually arrived via threads. And on threads, which is just now getting into sports. You're okay. As in, I'm, I'm actually, if you heard the little airdrop sound, it's because I'm actually sending uh, a clip that was sent to us by an industry friend about a yet another terrible take that I'm about to load into the stream yard. So I'm vamping here. I'm sorry. But the worst take that I saw was from clearly a non-sports fan that said, you see what had happened was ESPN is owned by Disney. Disney has been in a political battle with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is He's a Florida, Florida State, State guy. Oh. And in order to stick it to Ron DeSantis, the way that Ron DeSantis has been trying to stick it to Disney, Disney said, uh-uh-uh-uh, we're going to get you, Ron, and we're going to keep Florida State out. That makes more sense than... ESPN owning the ACC network and trying to devalue the ACC by putting Florida State in a brand that already they own and pay through the nose for that they don't need to boost. Uh, okay. 
Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm on that scale. Yeah. I'm, I'm on DeSant- Team DeSantis theory over the ESPN. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, there was a, there was another because never forget a Kentucky fan started an FBI investigation to get Rick Pitino out of Louisville. That's right. That's right. Now there was another conspiracy theory that Kirk Herbstreet actually knew oh, and ESPN the knew ten minutes before it was revealed who was going to be in the final four because of the way the helmets were positioned behind Kirk Herbstreet on the show. It was the four I, teams in the playoff. I actually feel bad for Kirk Herbstreet. Why is um, that? And, and maybe we can switch week checks, and he'll. We'll, I'll feel. We can all feel better. He went on that show last week. And he said it, and I reacted to it in real time, and I told you he's he's straight up wrong. He said on the show last week, if Florida State wins, they're in. Yeah. And I... And he was wrong. I screamed from the top of the rooftops. Yeah, was it wasn't going to happen. And he, But he really believed that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're, you're not paying attention to your own sport here, dude. And then there's this. This is from a fan who clipped a, uh, a, 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 a Paul Feinbaum hit on ESPN. This, I guess from the from the Matt Berry show. Okay. Did Feinbaum just admit that the fix was in against Florida State football from the start? Let's not forget that people in college athletics don't like Florida State. It, it, because people in college athletics, my uh, Matt, are collegial people. They, they, they try to coalesce. You, you've heard them say this. You know, we, we may be enemies on the field. And, and let me tell you why they don't like Florida State. Because Florida State did something a couple of months ago that ticked off any conscience-minded person in the sport. They stood up and said, we're too good to be in the ACC. They did it not in private at a booster club meeting. They did it at a board of trustees meeting. And I, 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 my theory is that that may have kept them out, as crazy as that sounds. You don't do that. You, you, you don't go outside. Uh, and 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 take a, a leak inside, uh, as you know. Uh, and and I, I think there's some very like-minded people on that committee that go, "Why are we going to do them a favor?" Now, by the way, I realize that sounds absurd in terms of picking the four best teams, but I'm also trying to give you the mindset here of administrators and how they think and athletic directors. Uh, and they go, "We're we're not we're not we're not selling out the the biggest program in college football and the biggest name and and." arguably the biggest brand for a bunch of renegades. <laughs> so that's Paul Feinbaum throwing out that theory. Paul Feinbaum knows exactly what he's doing. He's just kind of stirring the pot, getting people going. Although there is something to it in terms of the political football that we talked about in relation to college football and where I think it's more of an ACC problem than it is a Florida state problem. But I just wanted to put all that kind of stuff out there because when you get an event like Florida state getting snubbed in the college football playoff, you are going to get a variety of some absurd takes right down to the conspiracy theories. No conspiracy theory about graffiti. They have great bourbon, great bourbon selection. And Tuesday nights is break even night. You want to get a fantastic bourbon at cost at graffiti. They pick one a week. You head on over there. It is great. And on Sundays, you can go watch football, bowl games. You can go check it out. Maybe the bowl game is boring. You go do the axe throwing. We might even do an axe throw. We might do an axe throwing event here in the future. I think we should. I'm down with December 28th. Absolutely down with that. Little bowl watch party. So head on over to Graffiti in downtown Cary. Downtown Cary's got a lot of great stuff right now. It's all done up for Christmas. They've opened up the new downtown Cary Park. They're just kind of making a, you know, moseying around, hanging out. Whether you start a graffiti or end a graffiti, you're going to have a great time there. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline columnist for the News and Observer, Luke DeCock. 
Or should I just not should should I call you columnist for the News and Observer or Chief Boo Corrigan hater in charge? Uh I, I don't I'm not a I don't hate Boo Corrigan. I just think he bears some responsibility for the travesty that happened on Sunday. So and a lot but, of people, Joe, a lot of people want to give him a free pass, and I'm not sure why. I get maybe I'm one of them uh, in this case, and that's fine. I guess I'll own that. So you wrote a column. That really was an extension, in my opinion, an extension of a larger thread related to the current state of the ACC. And you and I are in agreement with Randy Woodson. If you're going to make decisions like this, I think a lot of us are owed some answers. What is your thinking? And nobody on NC State wants to talk. And I talked about this with Joe before we even hit record. For guys in your position, you as a beat writer, Joe, Luke, you as the columnist of record, and you want some answers. And when you run into people who keep throwing up that brick wall, you know what? Fine. Let's just put this out there. So I totally get where you're coming from on, on that particular angle. But when it comes to the college football playoff, I think there's a misunderstanding of what the committee chair is supposed to be and what he's supposed to do. And Boo Corrigan is essentially a guy like other committee chair guys ahead of him that have to go out there and just take the bullets, man. He's the committee chair, but he's not the final say. They take votes. He might have an opinion. He might have defended FSU, but ultimately the vote is the vote. And he's got to go on TV and say the chat GPT answers that any other conference commissioner, or I'm sorry, uh, AD that's in that position for the committee chair would do. See, that's that's where I disagree. And maybe it's just because I just spent the last year immersed in U.S. Basketball Writers Association business chairing board meetings because I've spent the last 25 years watching the Centennial Authority operate <laughs> on any board, on any authority. On any committee, if the committee chairman isn't the loudest voice in the room, if that person isn't chairperson, if that person isn't directing debate, if they aren't shaping debate, they're the ones who bring things up for vote. They're the ones who choose what's discussed. So in any of those situations, Joe talks about this with Barry Alvarez. Barry Alvarez overruled those committee chairmen in those years. Those were weak chairmen. If a committee does something that the chairman doesn't want it to do, you are a weak chairman. You control what comes up for a vote and when. You control what's discussed. You control the tenor of the debate. And we've seen that in the Centennial Authority. Philip Isley dragged that group into the arena redevelopment. It had to be done. Not that they're bad people, but that was a real leap of faith for people whose investment is in making sure that building is safe, financially safe, infrastructurally safe. He had to basically tell them, no, 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 it is time for a radical change, and we are going to do this, and I'm going to drag you into this, not necessarily kicking or screaming, but I'm going to make you make these decisions. On the USBWA, same thing. There were contentious issues. We had those, those, those discussions, but in the end, I wasn't bringing that to a vote until I knew I had the votes. Now, the committee is a little different because you're working under a time schedule, mm -hmm. but here's the thing. If the committee did something Boo Corrigan didn't want it to do, then he wasn't a strong enough chairman. Mm -hmm. And he should have set the debate in terms that made it so the, the discussion happened. So when Joe Tessitore is sitting there during the ACC championship game and those 13, 15 committee members are sitting there listening to him talk about how Florida State shouldn't be in. And they're all sitting there scratching their chins with their calcified football brains thinking, hey, you know, because. Uh, People are influenced. You've lost the loudest voice in the room. Now, I don't know that that's what happened. I'm just giving an example of a scenario like that. 
So my point is, okay, but this is where I'm going to push back. Hold on, no, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm going to push back on the on this particular part of it because you actually just hit on the real issue. Joe Tessitore is calling an ACC championship game as an ACC partner. That is not a Boo Corrigan problem. That is an ACC whole ass problem. Yeah, but, but my point is Jim Phillips, who is not pushing along the narrative that should be the case. That's not Pooh Corrigan's job, man. No, it's not. But that's not what I'm talking about. That's a whole different discussion. My point is when those threads come into the room as committee chairman, you have to address it. You have to say, hey, look, we have a job to do here. It doesn't matter what Joe Tessitore thinks. The last two weeks, we've put Florida State in the top four without a quarterback. If we are going to make a change now, how do we justify that? So here's my point. You break it, you buy it. This is a flawed process. You, it, it, they didn't move Florida State down before. They are now. Mm-hmm. They've ignored all their metrics. My point is either the process is broken and, and you screwed it up or you wanted this to happen. No, 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 no. No. Those two, no, no, no. Those two things. You, this, to quote Joe, I told you I was going to do it. This <laughs> is what the money is for. And it's not the money here. It's all the national TV time and chairman yeah. of the committee. Two years of it. You want all that acclaim. You want to be the football guy. You want to be Mr. CFP. You want to do all that stuff. I honestly don't think he does, but it comes with the territory. Yeah. In the end, when the thing breaks, you buy it. But it's been you broken. There that's the thing. But that's the, that's the thing. You're making this a boo issue when the entire process has been broken for a decade, Luke. Well, it no, 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 matter, no. It doesn't matter who the com- it doesn't matter who who the committee chairman is. Every single one of them, every single one of them who sat in that chair, has done the exact same thing as Boo Corrigan. Well, they had a different. No one's scenario. No one's, about, no, 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 no one's talking, had this scenario. I'm not. We're talking okay, about committees. Com- first of all, holy smokes, radio guy. No, calm down. Absolutely not. Because the committee, the, 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 the reason why I get worked up is that we fall into these little narrative traps with with forgetting how these things have been going for a long time. Yeah, I mean, in, ten, same- in 10 years, this is a unique scenario, independent of Boo's role in all of it. Yeah. This is the first time you've had five legitimate options for four spots. When they sat down and got together and said, hey, one of us is going to get left out every year. Yeah. That's what the money's for. But this okay? is the same. This You're right. That is what the money is for. But this is the same group that will come up with things like game control. It rained on well, one team a, and didn't. But it's a different group. You can't yada, yada, yada. No, no, it's a, a different group. Process. It's a different group. But every single, that's my point. Every, every group, single group yeah, that's has the their broken own part. flaws. That's the broken part. Boo is There's just no a symptom. criteria. Boo's just a symptom of sure. a larger problem. So I don't understand why Boo but is it's getting... A, it's a unique, this was here, a unique the answer. This was a unique situation. Okay. And, and to that point, Joe, here's why. When push came to shove with an ACC person in the chair, mm-hmm. the ACC got shafted. So whether that's his fault or not, he's got to own it. And it's, as we've talked about, as you guys talked about yesterday, as I wrote, this is extraordinarily damaging for the ACC. Yes. And, and people are like, oh, it won't matter next year when there's 12 teams. Who do you think's getting team seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven? Ding ding ding, ding 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 ding. Guess who's staying home this year if it's a twelve-team playoff? Louisville, right? Like this is you guys are right. You say yesterday I said my comment. The ACC has been relegated. I wrote this in August. Yeah, they're becoming the AAC. They yeah. went and turned the ACC into the AAC. And look, next year SMU comes in. Guess what? You're going to get screwed two years in a row if you go twelve and one. So it's it's and and look, the point of having your guy on the committee is to act as a stopgap, is to act mm-hmm. as a, a circuit breaker that when that discussion comes up saying, hey, you know what? You know, If Michael Penix got hurt, you think Washington's getting left out of the playoff? 
this uh, have your guy in the room and say, hey, yeah. let's think yeah. about this. Put your foot, put your finger on the scale to make sure the nuclear option doesn't I, happen. I think you have it right. The mistake that was made by this committee and, and I'm kind of ambivalent towards whatever Boo's role is and what it was or what it was. Sure, 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 sure. The mistake that was made was two weeks ago, not putting Florida State at number five Mm -hmm. and telling them, here's what you have to do to make the playoff. Mm -hmm. That we are humans. You need to impress us. And by trailing Florida in the fourth quarter and escaping against a bad Florida team, I don't care if they're your rival or not, is not impressive. Mm-hmm. But the SEC, Joe, the SEC is so good. Good. Right, right. Yeah, but what I'm saying, if I'm the committee, I am I am spelling this out for you, Florida right. State, so that on so on Sunday, nobody's sitting here going, now wait a second. Why did you jump? If you to your point, why aren't you following any of your metrics? Why why is the only piece of the criteria that you're following is this injury availability clause Which that hasn't I hasn't mattered to this point? Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's the last one. So I think there's their mistake in not setting the thing up to your point. Just, just real quick, two years ago. And this, this is like almost a larger question about what do athletic directors do? What does an NCAA president do? What does a, a league commissioner do? Mm-hmm. It's almost, it's a little bit like uh, our Supreme court decision. Like I know it when we see it mm-hmm. two years ago, two years ago, and I'll, I'll use Elliot's name here and that's fine. Two years ago, NC State got left out of the NCAA tournament with Tommy White. Remember, they hit yeah, all these yeah, home runs was, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they got left out. The chair of that committee was from Mississippi State. The last team that got in was Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Elliot swears to this day, the reason that Ole Miss got in and NC State didn't was because the chair of the committee was from the SEC. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I argue with Elliot, why would Mississippi State want their rival in the tournament? Right. And he's like, because. That's what the SEC does. We don't do that. The SEC does do that. Postscript: Ole Miss won the national championship that year. Now, so they might you get it okay. Right. So you get to the larger problem. And if anything, you two are ultimately making my point for me by constantly pointing out other instances where these committees have failed, where these committees' process has been wrong. You, you, and I both agree about the Florida State positioning thing or the Alabama positioning. Yes. How they go from eight to four? They box themselves in. If Florida State is as bad as they say they are without Jordan Travis, why are they still ranked ahead of Georgia and Ohio State? Because right. if you were to play these games, well. Hey, man, they're going to get crushed based on your criteria, your eye test and things like that. But again, it is a 10-year well, process. Have no that criteria. Has, That's the problem. And every year they make <laughs> dump boneheaded they, decisions. They change the goalposts every year. to borrow year. a line yeah. from Jay-Z, who Corrigan just happens to be the latest guy on the Summer Jam screen. He's the latest committee chair that's going to get dunked on by everybody. That's the role you sign up for, and that's where we will all agree that's what the money is for. But to make this Boo Corrigan is some guy, the guy holding the knife that ultimately killed the ACC, I think is a mistake because the ultimate issue here, you talk about circuit breaker, Luke. Circuit breakers do break. They can be overloaded. As somebody who's had an old house for a very long time, it don't matter. Sometimes the microwave and the blow dryer are going at the same time, and it's going to go, okay? This is where, to Elliot Avon's point, where he's convinced the SEC is out here to do things for the SEC, I think we can all agree that this is a problem that starts at the top and that the ACC got it wrong with the hiring of Jim Phillips, who for whatever reason refuses to play the game or he's playing a game that is different than what everybody else is playing. And that's going to leave the ACC in this terrible position that they're in right now. Even if you take the most positive 
uh, takeaway from Jim Phillips, which is that he's actually super effective working in the corridors and quietly and just doesn't make a big deal of it. It hasn't worked. No. Right. Like like the, the, the proof is is in the results. Yeah. Whatever Jim Phillips is doing, whether he's good at it or bad at it or is doing or isn't doing, it's not working. It hasn't worked. And the ACC has been left behind every time. My favorite thing of all of this, when you go back months, is the Ben Sutton text. So Ben Sutton, for people who don't know, is founder of Learfield, very powerful man in the college uh, athletics sphere, very close to Wake Forest. Ben Sutton sends Randy Woodson, among others, Boo Corgan, a text that says the ACC is always getting left behind. This is our chance to add pro- act proactively and add Stanford and Cal. Like, You're picking third in the Pac-12 draft. This is the definition of acting reactively. Acting proactively was buying the Pac-12's rights in April and becoming a rights holder instead of picking over the leftover bones. The the point is, nobody in the ACC is thinking this stuff through well. I mean, maybe you can say, I mean, even Florida State, we mocked them all summer. We can't turn around now and say that they were right to be talking to the Saudis and setting up live football or whatever. I mean, that was dumb at the time. I'm not going to write on that. But in the end, nobody in the ACC is making the right decisions for the league, for the schools. It's 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 just crazy. I don't know that that all goes on Jim Phillips. And we've talked about this before. Like Mark Emmert, some of your job is to take the blame for your bosses. Yes. But I also think the lack of leadership from Jim Phillips, from the presidents, from the ADs uh, is really catastrophic. And if I'm someone like Bubba Cunningham, who's trying to kind of do things right and and saying all the right things about sticking with the ACC, I'd be really frustrated that it feels like every single person around me is letting me down. Right down to the bull fiasco. Like, right down to the bull. I mean, now, anyone who understands anyone who understands the way the ACC works is going to be totally unsurprised that, A, they did not have a contingency plan if Florida State didn't make the playoff, and B... The only and B that the, the bowl process lasted hours was a complete mess. And the bowl reps are talking publicly. The mm-hmm. bowl reps, these people make a living not pissing people off. The bowl reps are out there talking shit about this process. The only good part of it, guys, and let's take a step back and appreciate the good things when they happen. The vibes mm-hmm. on this one Notre Dame getting screwed by the ACC <laughs> bowl process is almost worth all of this. The fact that they told Notre Dame they couldn't go to the any of the tier one bowls. I, I just think like, you know, it took 12 years, whatever it is, but maybe, maybe someone in Greensboro slash Charlotte finally woke up and maybe realized that Notre Dame football wasn't acting in the league's best interests all this time. Yeah. That maybe the call was coming from the inside. I, I think that's almost worth all. Of it. And we'll close on this. Cause I find it fascinating. People seem to be misunderstanding my ultimate point about Jim Phillips and fighting. Okay, you have to go out there and get your hands dirty to fight for the league. If the if there's a narrative problem, you know who can correct the narrative problem? The commissioner. Sure. Greg Sankey does an excellent job of being a puppet master for how people talk about the SEC. Brent, your mark went more Gen Z of I'm going to go. Uh, basically I'm the main character and I'm going to be out. I mean, he, he fought Texas. He was talking crap about Texas, giving little subtle shots and things like that on your way out. And the vibes around your mark were good. Meanwhile, whatever the media strategy is coming out of Charlotte is fascinating to me because they refuse to talk. I know for a fact that ESPN was looking for Jim Phillips to talk for whatever reason. He did not do any media availability yesterday. So I did a search. Jim Phillips, ACC. What was the first hit? Like, give me the most recent hit. Before you do that. Yes. 
in order to want, in order to fight, you have to want to fight. I agree. And I think that when they hired a lifer from the Big Ten, mm-hmm. from a small boutique Big Ten school, like we all kind of laugh at my concept of the irate Gilio conference. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But man, give me one of those crazy Tennessee fans. Give me a crazy state fan. Give me a crazy ECU fan. Give me a crazy App State fan. Because you know they're going to fight. This guy from Northwestern who is cashing a lot of checks from Big Ten money, right? I mean, if you really want to go back and look at what this guy ever really did, mm-hmm. they, they had like a Northwestern day at at, at uh, Wrigley Field. Awesome. <laughs> like, what are we talking? Again, it's all in the eye of the beholder. I got you. Right? I got you. It's, it's all about who you know, too. Yes. And I'm sorry. I'm going full. I'm going full conspiracy on this. Here, I'll go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna trump you. Go. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing your conspiracy theory, and I'm raising you, and I'm going all in. Is there any single action that Jim Phillips has taken, anyone, his entire time as ACC commissioner, that hasn't inevitably benefited the Big Ten? Maybe by omission. I knew I could get. I see you were like, you, Joe was giving me crap earlier. I'm like, man, the radio guy, calm down. No, I was dragging it out of you. I needed you guys. I'm like, let's go. Give it to me. Yeah, but Stop being it just requires Give you. It to me. No, it requires you have that you have to want to fight. Yes. And I you say whatever you want about John Swafford. You knew the man cared about Carolina. Hey, here's man, the he, thing. He, he pulled in Jim Delaney to help him when Carolina was in real trouble, sir. Okay. Let me ask you this. If John Swafford is ACC commissioner, is Florida State in the playoff? Yes. 100%. Yes. Zero doubt in my mind. There would have been, there. let's be honest about Swafford, though. He would not have been doing a bunch of media hits, but you no, know. No, but he would have been ninjaing this. Yes. Yes. There's a reason why he earned the reputation. And, of and it, my point earlier about Phillips, you might not have seen Swafford out there in public, but you would have seen the results. Yeah. Now, which... Gets me to my close. Well, no, well, real quick. Though. Yeah. What's your conspiracy? No, it's not even conspiracy. Well, it's all related to Kevin White. They all learn from oh, Kevin that's White. True. And that's it's true. all this, you know, cottage Pollyanna, you know, 1958 NCAA nonsense. <laughs> um, no, but that's it's backwards thinking. It it's stuck in it's stuck in the past thinking and they all have it. All of them who worked for him and all of them who revere him have that mentality other than Bubba. And I'm not sure I ever worked for him other than he was, you know, the, the, he's in the tree. Um, their only play now, cause let's, before you get to this and I know you want to do this, but there's the, they have, the ACC has one play. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm tired of hearing about Notre Dame is never going to join a league. You, you tell you, here's where you work behind the scenes and you tell whoever this playoff committee is. And I know who's on it, but you tell them the only way you're going to get in is if you play a minimum number against power five teams, you tell ESPN, to put that in the effing contract, you got to play 10 games against power five opponents. You're going to play. Who's going to get that? Well, all ACC teams are going to do it. All SEC teams are going to do it. Mm-hmm. All of these fake big 12 teams are going to do it. You know, who's not going to have 10. Oh, that's when you, you apply pressure. Okay. Fish baits. Why you're not telling Jim <laughs> Phillip to do this. I don't have a clue. I just solved it all for you. I continue to solve all of your problems without even asking or rewarding me financially. But that's your pressure point, and you use the pressure point. 
What was the point of hiring all of these Notre Dame people if they weren't going to conspire together to get Notre Dame to do something? Well, again, name one thing Jim Phillips has done that hasn't benefited Notre Dame. Right. I have I mean, the whole, like I really that to me is the great conspiracy. Is this a Tinker Taylor soldier spy situation? Oh, if there was they're gonna have to bring back John Swafford and uh have him sit there like uh nah, like dude, Alec no. solving the mystery. Ask, no, <laughs> John Swafford's too busy chilling at the beach drinking Bud Light Limes, so, man. So George Smiley they brought him back. He is not coming back, dude. Bye. Well, George Smiley didn't uh, come back. He, did, he did end up running the circus at the end. But <laughs> at, 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 at any rate, Gary, no, Gary Oldham. We need Gary Oldham on the ACC network. What is Jim Phillips? What's what's what is his signature? What, what is the thing that we're going to point to in the Jim Phillips era? I have it because with all these things going on, as the world is burning around the yeah. ACC, SMU ACC 2024 ACC champion. Let's go, right? As, as, as oh, I'm voting for them in the preseason poll. I've already, that's it. That the three of us are disaster girl watching the ACC's house burn with a smirk on our face. All right. What has Jim Phillips said anything? Let me do a search and see any hits on Google. All right. Let me get on Twitter. Uh, Jim Phillips, ACC. Here is the top hit. Luke, are you ready for this? I'm ready. This is from the Triad Business Journal. So far, Jim Phillips said the ACC's relocation from Greensboro to Charlotte has been over-delivering. But the conference commissioner said Greensboro remains a big part of ACC history and future. That is your top hit on a Monday after Florida State and the ACC is burning. I forgot he moved the, moved the office. Bravo! Just mm, because it's what Syracuse wanted, not what he wanted. Vince Severud was angry that he had to miss the connection one time flying to Greensboro. <sighs> That's the way to close it. Luke DeCock, columnist, News and Observer. All right, man. That was a spirited right, discussion. Bro. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. You crack me up sometimes as if you haven't known me for 20 years. <laughs> and sometimes I got to dig deep. Well, you were getting fired up. Sometimes we just have to make sure we're arguing about the same thing. That's all. Oh, but that's not the point of this entire genre. <laughs> you know that. Are you sure? <laughs> you know that. <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, how do you think First Take makes millions, man? Uh, it's because you have a bunch of people arguing no. different things at once. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, Joe. I'll pass. Joe, you can take me out of sports radio, but you cannot take the sports radio out of me, man. You, next thing you know, we're going to be doing Mount Rushmore's of whatever. I'm kidding, of course. Speaking of sports, do I need to reset the Bally Sports uh, yeah, password? What are you again? doing to me, man? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to watch the Canes last night. They, they lost last night, but it's classic. You know, they played okay. It was a good game, though, because they didn't get shellac last no, night. Ronson finally comes back from yeah. the Tampa game yeah. and gives up two goals. Fine. They needed him to be, no, I they needed a little bounce back from him. So I, I took that as a positive. So because Bally, like Bally went belly up that during that one time and I reset the password. I thought I sent you the new password. I, I do not have the new uh, password. Let me reset it again. Because I even think Jessica had texted me not that yeah. long ago asking for the password. I'm like, is it not this? And apparently it wasn't coming in. So you know what? I will reset it. Okay. And we'll... <laughs> <laughs> and we're paying Although, for it. I know. I I know. But here's the thing. They're they're off to on their West Coast trip. You're not going to be awake for the next couple of games. That's what I'm saying. This Winnipeg one was like my chance to actually watch I'm them sorry. while they were. I'm sorry. I thought I I thought I sent you the new password. My bad. No, uh, Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority. Check them out. Bugsbite.com. 
it's not too late to start thinking about next spring and summer. And you can get some stuff in place right now that has you ready to enjoy the warm weather as opposed to right now when the mosquitoes come back. Or more importantly, oh, you got the some, termites away. You got man. the Holy critters smokes. coming in. The termites coming in. That's where pest authority comes into play, Joe. Getting in that mulch. Mm-hmm. Keeping them out of your house. Keeping them out of your crawl space. That's important. Go check them out. Bugsbite.com. Because while Hayes doesn't believe in contracts, he does believe in saving you money. So go to Bugsbite.com. Take care of your number one investment, which is your house. Speaking of investments, your house, you need it insured, but you need to save money and still get great service and great coverage. And that's where State Farm comes in. I've been a State Farm, State Farm customer for 20 plus years. And Matt Davis is just an extension of how awesome State Farm is. Check him out. Insuregarner.com, the OG insurance.com. Or call him directly at 919-779-8277. I was say, do yourself a, a favor. Save some money on your Home and auto insurance. Maybe you need pet insurance. It's it's about that time for that's me. A, that's a real thing. Yeah. No, trust me. 919-779-8277. Give them a call and they will help you save some money. How old Who I, doesn't want to save money? How old is the Jove now? 12? Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to get, yeah, it's time to get pet insurance. I get sad this time of the year. I miss my orange cat, Roy. He loved Christmas, man. So I get it. Didn't you, the last year you got him his own tree. Yeah, it is big time. When he when we found out he uh, had tumors and couldn't get him out, we because he loved Christmas so much. Yeah. Yes, we got him his own tree, made his own Roy Den. It was the best. It was, was absolutely cool. the best. Now uh, the new cats, Lila and Pearl. Lila has an affinity for the Christmas tree. Your well. your, your wreath is in play. Yeah, and, man. And I'm excited that the uh, cat calendar. We're almost there. Is almost here. I cannot wait till we start showing off our cat of the month. <laughs> I bought, <laughs> when did I bought, you buy that? I bought it in July because I saw it. It was just so ridiculous <laughs> that I was like, oh, I know someone who would love this. I would. I, I do. I cannot wait till January comes around and I can open that thing up. Let's get out of here on some Hey Joe questions. Uh, big thanks to Oakwood Pizza Box. Uh, you got friends coming in town. You got those snobby New Yorkers from up north like, where can I get good pizza? You don't have good good pizza here. Actually, we do. It's Um, at Oakwood Pizza Box. Got delightful pizza on Person Street right across from the Krispy Kreme. Go check them out. Uh, OakwoodPizzaBox.com. We had a lot of response to yesterday's show. Okay. (laughs) You were spitting bars, man. Uh, From John, guys, Florida State never said they were more marketable than Bama or Texas. We never said that. But there was a summer. I mean, let's not retcon the summer were Florida State's major talking points to the point where Wake Forest felt the need to get in on that, by the way. Yeah. Shout out to John Curry, AD at Wake Forest. They positioned themselves as one of the top-rated teams. And all I said was, you found out where you rank. I never said that they were more marketable than Bama or Texas. What they did say is that they were tops within the ACC. Yeah, those were things that I thought I had gotten across, and those are things that we talk about a lot. I simply said that they found out where that ranks to be atop the ACC in terms of those kinds of rankings, which gets to a larger point about the ACC going forward. I, I can't stress this enough. It just, it's very, this is a very Shakespearean plot twist by the ACC as a whole oh, this sure. year. The idea that Florida state began the off season by pointing out, Hey, we deserve more because of X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, Hey, we're going to get out of this uh, grant rights because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And then the ACC being like, Oh, we're going to lose Florida state. So we're going to add these, schools that aren't very good mm-hmm. and don't help us quite frankly um it's just all this one big self-fulfilling prophecy like it's it's wild if you think about it like shakespeare a long time ago 
he nailed this thing. Perfect. From Thomas, points I'm hearing from the majority of talking heads. FSU was screwed. The committee made the correct choice. The playoff system sucks. It doesn't matter because we're going to 12 next year. What I'm not hearing, how corrupt is college football? We all thought there were some strings being pulled. But if ESPN, the SEC, Big Ten just decide who plays for a championship in the most financially successful college sport, then isn't it really all Fugazi. Yes. Fugazi or Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a woozy. <laughs> it's fake. All right. Uh, I'm sorry, but when you're the chair of the committee, this is from Ryan, you have to assume some responsibility. I don't know how Corrigan looks to the other ACC ADs in the eyes. If you're not that guy, then I don't want you as my AD. I don't see how you kill a conference and don't get flack for it. Again, I don't see how Boo Corrigan is responsible. Sing, is he, again, he's not the one holding the smoking gun. It's, he's just not, this is not a, yeah, it's not clue. I think it's not Boo Corrigan in the kitchen with a poker. I think they're just wanting that person to be more assertive, to be stronger. They want Debbie, but you know what? Sure. Debbie's never the head of the football committee. De- Debbie does not have enough friends to do. She that, does yeah. not. She does not. Even though talk about sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> I love Debbie. She is the best. Are Jim Phillips's mistakes, the friends we made along the way. Yeah, we're kind of at that point. And then you got uh, from 98, Reese. Imagine how dumb UGA feels right now. When they were down 10 with three minutes left, they shouldn't have tried to score points and win with the scoreboard. They just needed to make Bama look worse. They should have played all their backups and had them all just try to break Milrose's legs so Bama wouldn't look as good in the eyes of the committee. They'd be trading a suspension for a playoff spot. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if this game became common uh, because of the motivations that the playoff committee creates. And we'll close on this because I actually think that that brings up a good point. And thanks to everybody who's leaving comments on YouTube. That absolutely helps us out in the long run with the algorithm. There is a sentiment. And this again gets back to our little conspiracy theory uh, segment. There is a sentiment that Florida State should have slow played the Jordan Travis injury. Oh, like they should have yeah. Aaron Rodgers it. Essentially, it looked bad on television, sure. but... <laughs> Tell you yeah, what, it's possible. You... it's possible. It's possible. It's possible, right? And I saw from uh, was it uh, from Brandon Marcello? I forgot where he writes now. I think he used to be with the Athletic. I don't know where Marcello is now. He could be at on three twenty four seven. I can't keep track. Apologies to Marcello, who's been doing this for a really long time. He said he talked to one ACC coach. I said, "Well, why would I be truthful with my injury reports going forward if the committee's just going to use it against me?" I don't think that's ridiculous. I really don't, because if there's a clause that says, "Well, you know, injuries." and how we view you can be factored in, well, then I'm going to be even more like the Vatican. And we've seen this with Notre Dame women's basketball before. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's going to wrap it up for today's show. We will see you all Wednesday. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.